Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast. Well, it is a very, very upbeat recording tonight. We're talking about a 2-0 win at Ashton Gate. And I want to talk to you about our sponsors and supporters, Blue Collar Street Food. They have got a drive through at Rivermead between 12 and 9 o'clock this Saturday. Get down there. You need to organise your time slot. Go to their online site or download their app. I've got to say their food is fantastic and we have two people on the podcast tonight who definitely are Blue Collar Foods fans, and that is Alex Everson. Hi, Alex. Hi, Paul. Uh, my favourite Blue Collar meal, halloumi wrap from John the Greek. Oh, oh yeah. Um, that's, I, there's so many good foods there. Matt, what was your favourite food at Blue Collar? Simpleton, but the uh, Brian Mac and Cheese. Brian Mac and Cheese. Oh, do you know what? I know about Glenn making that up on a Friday night. People are going to be very, very angry that no one said the heavenly sausage. That's oh, heavenly sausage, but that's only for away fans. You know yeah. that, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So let's get back to the game tonight, but do get down yourself down to uh, Rivermead on Saturday and check out that blue collar food. What a win tonight. Bristol City were good, but we did the professional job, got three points, and quickly sum up your mood after that game, Alex, and kind of like thoughts on the display. My mood uh, relieved, definitely back to winning ways. Really, really good to see that we're not letting disappointment affect us for too long and, and let it settle and fester up in the squad. Um, overall performance, Honestly, I don't think it was a fantastic performance by any means. I think we were definitely helped a lot by just how poor Bristol City were, which I'm sure we'll come on to. But um, professional display, 2-0 win. Uh, I don't really think we can ask for much more um, after Saturday. No, totally. We needed to bounce back from that, Matt. And there was a moment of magic from this new name, Michael Morrison, Maradona. You've got to love that one, haven't you? I think that from uh, Ilario. On our uh, post-match periscope. Man like Thiago. Yeah, we love that. We love that. So, Matt, what were you thinking about the performance tonight? And can I sum up how you emotionally feel about that? Yeah, no, I think think Alex summed up very well, just relieved, you know, because, I mean, it was the the Brentford match, you could kind of just, just, kind of excuse, you know, that the, the loss, it was Brentford at the end of the day, you know, there were 21 unbeaten or whatever it was. So it, it was excusable, but the Millwall one was just, it, it just put a real downer on it, you know, throwing away 1-0, 78 minutes into a game and then losing, you know, it just wasn't, it, 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 it was near capitulation really, you know, to come, to come back, solid win. Was it the perfect performance? No, you know, but we did what we needed to do. We put them away. One thing we were talking about was obviously um, how we've, we've seemed to struggle to do that over the past weeks. Um, it was just good to see that tonight. Um, the fact that, you know, we, we capitalised on a poor team and um, put them away in the end. One thing I would say is that we missed out on Josh Lawrence tonight. He wasn't starting because he's been rested. So that's a positive news because a lot of us were thinking, is he injured? But Panovic has confirmed after the match, that like he should be fine for selection on Saturday. We didn't really miss out on him tonight at all, though, did we? I mean, we want him back, Alex, but we didn't have noticed that. Samedo coming and did a really good job. I mean, honestly, didn't yeah, didn't notice he was there. I think Samedo's probably had two of his best games for Reading so far um, in both the Millwall loss and tonight. And it kind of coincides with him playing in that double pivot 
which I think a lot of us have been wanting to him to play in for a lot of the season. And it's uh, it's good to see him kind of stepping up uh, to be that rotation option, hopefully for Lauren and, and Renamota for the rest of the season. Uh, because I think obviously once Swift is back, you know, in whenever Swift is back and Mate is back as well, Semedo doesn't really feature much in the attacking third of the field. So it's good to see him kind of performing in that, you know, central central third is in with a decent performance tonight. Um, and credit goes to him that we didn't miss Josh Lawrence at all tonight. And um, that, that was a, a really good performance by him. Yeah, totally. If you look at the start of the game uh, there from Matt, it was it was a it was okay. It's one that we didn't see against Millwall. I mean, admittedly, Millwall were better than Bristol City tonight. There's no doubt on that. And it was also Bristol City manager's last match there for Dean Holden. He's got the sack, and I'm not surprised. That's one of the worst performances I've seen from a Bristol City team in I don't know since I've been watching football. But if you look at where we started that, it was kind of like a slowish start. But we came into the game and didn't give Bristol City absolutely anything, did we? I can't remember Raphael having to make a save in that first half or in the whole match. Yeah, and it was it was one of the more encouraging things because, you know, Bristol still could have got, got into the game at the start. But, you know, we, we, we controlled the first 10 minutes. Did we do a whole lot with it? Not really. But it was just a tidy first 10, 15 minutes of the game, really. It was all it really was. You know, not a huge amount happened. We did then, obviously, fashion a few chances for... Um, uh, it was uh, Ajaria and it was Estevez as well, wasn't it, who had a chance, I think, in the, in, in the first half. But it, it, it was just very... Um, it was just very controlled, which I guess, you know, Panovic, obviously, it's something that's kind of plagued the the squad, really. You know, slow starts and just being being very slow for the first 10 minutes, um, 15 minutes of games, often then we'd score with our first chance and it'd wake us up kind of thing and we'd play a lot better. But it was just nice again tonight because we... Brentford game, we were fantastic at the start, you know, and then it was disappointing seeing how we started against Millwall. But then to see... It wasn't the best start. It was just very controlling, very safe, which to be fair is probably just what we needed because the worst thing to do would have been to have let a team devoid of confidence, a manager on his last leash get into the game yeah no and someone who also gained from the changes was Michael Elise in the centre I thought he had an excellent game tonight Alex yeah um, looked so much more comfortable I think in the centre and I guess also he just he just impacts the game so much more playing in that kind of role behind Zhao um, you really kind of saw him at his best I think during the first half he made a great run um, which ended up with, I think, Richards taking a shot on his right foot. And then, uh, obviously, in the second half, he put Estevez for as well for, for, for a chance, which was blocked. But it just felt like he was much more uh, influential on the game playing in the centre. And it's, I think it's a difficult one going forwards is where do you, where do you play him? Do you play him out on the, the wing or do you play him in the centre? Um, personally, I would like to keep playing him in the centre, but obviously... Playing him in the centre, it affects what you can do with with the rest of the squad. But while Swift is out, I'd like to see Elise play that number ten role more. I think. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, he just makes the team tick more, and especially with Bristol City's being so lax tonight. I mean, there was a really half-hearted effort, wasn't there? There was no real pressure on him, but he's delivering. He's putting much better set pieces in tonight as well. Do you think, Matt? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think. Um... 
I actually thought it was a lot better tonight, really. I thought I was kind of, um, before the game, I thought maybe um, Estevez would kind of play in that, um, in, in the double double. Uh, the double pivot role with Rinomota. Um and then Smeda would obviously take his usual position we'd seen this season further forward. But it didn't it didn't happen. It was really good to see really. You know, I thought Estevez did very well on the side. Semedo, we've already said, was fantastic in the centre. And at least he comes alive in the middle. When you're obviously missing Swift, you need a creative player in the middle. Smedo's not that creative player. You know, he's not going to do the things that Swift or Elise does. He's not going to find the space like they do, make the runs that they do. So I think it's almost really crucial that, you know, we kind of play him there now because Swift's gone. You know, we... I don't think there's a time scale on them coming back either. You know, it's, I think it's, it's I, I think it's at least six weeks. At least six weeks. Yeah. So yeah, speaking really, to Jonathan Lowe, he was saying the same on the preview show that I did with him the other day. That it's going to be at least, and I think that's being optimistic slightly from the kind of body language he's getting off the Manovich. Uh, uh, and I mean that that puts you that puts you into the last five six games of the season at the earliest before he can come back. Exactly. And it's like I think tonight we've all, even even against Millwall, to be fair, I think we've seen enough of what what well, we've we've seen what Elise can do in the middle as well, the, the pockets of space he gets into. And I think to be fair, I, I quite liked the um, obviously Estevez on the wing. Obviously, hopefully Mate will come back soon again and fill fill that space, and then we can have Mate on the side, Elise behind Zhao and Ajara on the left. But I'm at the moment, obviously. Estevez, he's not going to get in at right back. You know, he's probably third right back behind Yeardom and Holmes. He's not really going to get in the team anywhere else. And he's got the ability going forwards to play on the right there. So I think playing him there, at least in the centre, it just makes sense. Yeah, we were creating chances as the game was going on in the first half. We had opportunities from Omar Richards when he shot his right foot and maybe it was going in, but it was cleared off the line. We also had the opportunity for Estevez from an least corner, which came out to um, him. Good shot. No problem with that. But then up steps the great combination that we have. Elise with a free kick. Lucas Jow, uh, such a beautiful first touch there, Alex. And just Lucas Jow does what Lucas Jow does, and he scores away. He just loves away matches. Was that yeah, 12 yeah. goals in 16 games now? That's insane. Incredible record away from home, isn't it? Um, and as you said, Lucas Schell does what Lucas Schell does. Um, it's a beautiful first touch, bringing it in from that like near post cross from the free kick, um, and it's a decent ball in from Elise. Good credit, good like credit credit due to him. Brilliant first touch, and he does hold it. He he holds the ball up there, Zhao, for himself with that first touch. Um, and I mean, I don't know which defender it is, but the defender is kind of all over him. And, and the Zhao really would have no kind of, uh, you know, I don't think it would be any, anyone would have complained if he'd gone down there because he's, he's definitely being fouled. Um, but he uses his strength really well and tucks the ball away very, very neatly into the open corner. Um, and it's kind of exactly what we needed at, at pretty much the perfect time because it felt like we kind of let the game pass us by a little bit for the, I don't know, 15 minutes before the goal. Goal was, what, 40 minutes, a couple of minutes before half-time. And, yeah, the 15, 20 minutes before that, we, we'd kind of just let the game pass us by without really doing too much and, and without really threatening. Um, so to get the goal before half-time, it, I, I imagine it must have been a huge morale boost for the for the team and, and just put us on, like, a you know, a course for three points, really, there. Yeah, I love the comments from uh, Panovic after the match saying, when he's asked the question... What makes Lucas Jow special? And he says the team makes him special. He has a hunger and a resilience, but the team works hard for him. And that is so true, isn't it, Matt? 
if the team doesn't perform and give him the service, he's not going to score any goals. He has the ability to finish them, but you need the whole team ethic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to be fair, it's, you, you know, strikers in the past, Reading have been starved of service. You know, we've always talked about creative players, but I think, uh, I, I do kind of think that's still a bit of Panovic trying to keep um, the the team spirit going within the team, because let's be honest, Lucas Schell does a lot of, the work actually not, not not himself but quite often he's still got a lot to do when he gets the ball and the way he can turn the way he can shoot way he can make a chance out of nothing not really had that you know at all for years really um but i, I love the comments from Pauno. it's exactly what you want your manager to see and especially at the moment breeding team spirit and confidence i think the thing about Zhao uh, that i that kind of pleases me the most is the fact that he's a striker who doesn't rely on chances to be created for him. He actually can create out of nothing. Um, And as Matt said, it's been such a long time since we've really had a striker who can score a goal without a chance being put, you know, into the middle of the penalty area or or put through one-on-one. And and, and Zhao does score goals, which are not necessarily goals, which we would expect a striker to, to create for themselves. So that's kind of like one of, I think probably one of my favorite things about Zhao is just how much he kind of influences the team without just being a, you know, without just being a striker, you know, who's there just to knock in a, knock in a goal from five yards. Um, that's, that's probably one of my favorite, favorite Lucas Zhao things, I would say. You notice something at the end of full time though, Alex, then you were the Zhao from the manager when he had to kind of like, Team talk, yeah. So you can definitely tell that Paunovic has been a, a manager in America. Um, this I don't know how many times I, I, I have to say this is the first time I've actually seen them do this with the huddle on the field at the end of the game. I'm, I'm sure other people have noticed it before. It's the first time I noticed. I think they that. did it after the game against Watford at home, really early in the season, the one nil win. I think maybe they did it then as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure they've done it before. Um, it doesn't seem to have been picked up by loads of people, so I'm sure it must be kind of a you know common thing. But um, yeah, at the end, it was must have been a couple of minutes after full time. So I imagine a lot of people might have turned off, but they definitely had a, you know, one of the hands in the middle, one, two, three team kind of shouts at the end, which was quite, quite cool to see. And you could see it was a very kind of Americanized, Americanized kind of thing, but it definitely, you know, brings them together a little bit and pulls that team spirit up. And um, having that is, is, you know, key when you're chasing something like the playoffs or like promotion and you've got that kind of team goal. You, you need everybody to kind of buy into it. So the fact that Panovic is getting them to do that is, yeah, I think pretty cool. Yeah. And he talks about that after the match is saying, and uh, he says, what happens on the field stays on the field. He's definitely been in America, hasn't he, Alex? <laughs> definitely with that kind of talk. But Matt, I think the best, one of the best moments of the season came up just before halftime with our second goal. A beautiful flick there from Lucas Jow. But then Maradona just goes charging through the goal, chips it over the goalie from eight yards out. This is our centre-half. But what I love most about it is not just the fact that he did it, but the reaction from Elise. He cannot believe what he's just seen, can he? 
Well, I don't, I don't think anyone could quite believe it, could we? Let's be honest. And I think you, you've done Morrison a bit of a disservice there because you forgot oh, his lung yeah. busting run from heart the halfway line. <laughs> you know, the mind's still blown by it, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was it was first off a stunning run. Like we're, we're watching it, like Morrison, sorry, <laughs> and then he lays it off to Lucas Shaw, who then does this Roberto Firmino esque from the weekend little flick onto the back heel through to Morrison to then chip it over the goalie from like eight, 10 yards. You, you don't see that in the championship. It's like, I mean, if it's always cliche when you say, but you know, if, 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 um, you know, Messi does that to, um, you know, Dembele or something at Barcelona, if, if Neymar does it to Mbappe, you're talking about something that's probably going to be up there for goal of the year, you know, and th- this is Michael Morrison and Lucas Yao of the championship. Yes, Lucas Yao is is one of the best strikers in the championship, players in the championship. But I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's an utterly ludicrous goal. And yeah, it's. I mean, I've watched it quite a few times after, and I, I can't get enough of that Elise reaction. Like the, the amount of, oh, it's, it's just it's just the perfect mix of elation, surprise, and just like what the has just happened. Elise's reaction was all Reading fans watching it, wasn't it, Alex? Yeah. It was one. Yeah, it was. It was just the reaction of like, I don't know what I've just seen there. I do not know what I've just seen, but I absolutely love it. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, Maradona is never going to score a goal better than that, is he? Ever? Never. Never. Ever. Never. Um, but I bet you any money. We're going to hear from him before Saturday, and uh, or we're going to hear from one of his teammates before Saturday, and they're going to be like. Does that all the time in training? Not, <laughs> yeah. not, not posing for fun. Um, but you, yeah, you've got to you've got to love it when you see a centre back scoring a goal, which is you know you could you can compare that goal to a, a like a like a Mar- Maradona. Maradona. I'm going to get those two muddled up all the time. Um, or a Messi or a Ronaldo. You could actually compare that goal to those. It was incredible. And the BBC live text, I'm sure some people would have seen this tonight. BBC live text described this goal as the most scrappy goal you will ever see. And I saw this. I saw this. Um, and I was just like, I'm sorry. You Clearly, clearly you have not seen the goal. And you've just... They have no that. appreciation of the finesse of Morandona. They must have gone, it's a goal at the championship scored Ashton Gate yeah. in front of nobody in midweek. Scrappy goal scored by Reading, 2-0. <laughs> and um, yeah, someone at the BBC needs to just take a take a little rewatch of the goal, maybe go back and edit your live text, I think, because uh, scrappy is not the word I would use to describe that goal ever. They saw perfection and they didn't appreciate it, did they, Alex? That's Sometimes nice. you just, but maybe they just so dazzled by it. Your eyes are gla- your eyes are just burned yeah. away, and that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. You just thought, no, I, that that didn't happen. I, I can't absorb it. I, I need to like go away for a few hours and think about it. And in some way, when that person is driving home, I assume they click in their head, and then they think that was something special. But moving on to the second half. Really not that much happened for Bristol City at all, which is uh, great to talk about. We like that. But we had some chances, uh, probably none better than Ajaria going through on goal and letting the ball bounce over his head. I mean, I'm not sure what he was doing there, Matt. What happened there? Well, it, it was it was a counter and it, it, he, he found himself in about, about five yards beyond the, 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 the last 
last Bristol man and he was on the halfway line. Ball comes bobbling over and you see him looking over his left shoulder almost, I think, probably to look for where Zhao is. And he almost loses where the ball is, I think, because you see him look over quite quickly about two, three times. And then by which time he's virtually in front of the ball and he's got to like pretty much stop. And then it like bounces off the top of his head and he's lost all momentum and the defender's back with him. Um, he's, he's desperately looking for a cutback, isn't he there? Yeah. I know he's I know he's 40 yards from goal, but Ajari is, is spinning his head around there looking for a cutback. Uh, Where's Lucas? Where's Lucas? <laughs> Where are you? It's just, it's just the thing. It's like, I mean, he, he's got a lot better this year at running direct, taking shots on. Yeah. But I mean, there, he's just got to be thinking of himself. He's in so much space. He's one-on-one, you know, 45 yards from, from the goal. Just take the ball down, run put it into the near post just slot it in that's all you need to do you know i know you, you say that's all you say that's all matt but there's still oh, I, need I, to do I, I do that week in week out down the five side pitch it's nothing <laughs> <laughs> only got to control it with his head run 40 yards slot it past the goalkeeper it's easy don't know what he's complaining about really. we've all been there haven't we alex we've all done it haven't we so. all done it <laughs> yeah all done it <laughs> I think but there, yeah, was a, there was also sorry, go on, Alex. Yeah, there was a couple of other chances, wasn't there? I mean, Estevez it had two decent chances. I, I, has Estevez scored for us? I know he's hit the bar a number of times, but I don't think he's actually got a goal yet, has he? I don't yeah, think no. he has. No. Um, and, there was uh, a good one for T Mac or Mal, Tommy Maldini, as I like to call him, from another yeah. flick at corner. He's brilliant at those flicks at corners, isn't he? Yeah, I think it really helps the fact that he's he's left footed as well. Uh, don't like. This might be getting a little too technical, but the fact that he runs on and doesn't try to put it like across the goal, this might not work if you're listening, like listening to this, obviously. Um, but he tries to, but instead of hitting it with his right foot and hit it across the goal from the near post, because he's left footed, he tries to put it in at the near post. I, I just don't think that teams are quite realizing the fact that he's trying to not flick it across and flick it in at the near post um, with his left foot, which is, it's an interesting idea and he's he's had four or five chances like that this season obviously he scored one of them um with his left but yeah he's had four or five chances now um all from corners or, or set pieces and he's he's becoming a very dangerous threat with the with his left foot let alone his head um from a from a corner as the debate we've had about him many times just a quick update on this if Liam Moore was a fit and available which he most probably will be for Saturday by the sounds of him Matt do you put him straight back in, or you stick with uh, Tommy Maldini? I think you, you, you gotta you gotta stick with uh, Moradona and Tommy Maldini, don't you? You gotta you gotta have the uh, the two legends playing there. It's, uh, yeah, no, I think it's, it's it's tough on Moore because you know he, he's probably got injured um, at the worst time because um, McIntyre's obviously come back in and hit this unbelievable formal, you know. Mm realize this potential that we always kind of thought and hoped he did have you know the start of the season we were on or some of us were unsure some more than others um but i just you can't you really can't change it it's like yes he's club captain but you've got morrison who's been a captain for five years previously uh you know at birmingham city so you've not really got that issue there of lacking a leader there you know because you've got that leader in morrison and, you know, you've got almost like the perfect understudy there in T-Mac next to him. So it's, 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 it's a difficult one. But I think, Alex, you said it on the on the post-match periscope. I think Moore's just going to have to bide his time for now because I, there's it'd be illogical, I think, to change it right now. Yeah. And, I mean, I just having a quick look at McIntyre's kind of stats since 
since Liam Moore went um, went out of the team injured. And since Boxing Day, we've played 10 games in the league now. Uh, McIntyre's played every single minute of those games. Yeah. No, it's, it's been we've kept, fantastic, isn't it? And we've, we've, kept five, we've kept five clean sheets. Like, you know, if we keep a clean sheet in 50% of the games that a defender plays in, Can't why, would you, why would you drop him? Like, yeah. yeah. He's clearly and not, only that, not only that, he's a goal threat from set yeah, he's, pieces. He's, he's a looking good on the piece. ball. He's not giving like, away chances. No, uh, he no, hasn't no. been lucky in those games. He's no, keeping, I just don't think know. there's any justification to get rid of him out of the no. side. I think if, if you drop him to bring Liam Moore back in and Liam Moore doesn't play well, what does that say for the team? Um, what would it say for T-Mac as well? Because yeah, you know, yeah. he's done so well. Yeah, and and, and the, addition, the addition is, of course, is that McIntyre's out of contract in summer. Um, if you drop him out of the side now when he's playing so well um, and we're winning and keeping clean sheets and then, you know, we, we bring back Liam Moore, we drop down, I don't know, we drop down to seventh place and finish outside the playoffs. What what incentive is there for McIntyre to stick around if we, um, you know, if we drop him out of the side when we're playing well and he's, you know, one of our one of our key key players? No, I agree. And talking about clean sheets, we've got 13 of those this season. And to celebrate it, we're giving away 13% off our sale items in our shop. We have mugs, we have posters, we have T-shirts, we have all kinds of things in there. And coasters for Captain's Ones, which are Phil Parkinson's, Graham Murty and Joby McEnough. If you'd like to go and get involved in that and buy some for yourself or some friends or your family, whoever it is, Go to our Twitter site, or you can also find us by elmparkrolls.com. Just go to the shop, and you can get 13% off until the end of tomorrow. So we've not got another game on Saturday against Millsborough, Matt. How do you think that one's going to go? Are you feeling optimistic? Obviously, they've got a win tonight as well, 2-1. Yeah, and turning it around, obviously, because they went down 1-0, didn't they, at the start of the game? But, mm. I mean, I think they lost Paddy McNair as well, big player in the midfield for for them. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's a, it's a team it's a Neil Warnock team isn't it we know what we're going to get we, we we saw it when we played them earlier in the season when it was um, the nil nil board draw fest that it was you know it's um it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough game but I mean it's I just don't see why this team should have any have any fear they should be going into that with with full confidence you know not 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 not, not expecting to win but just you know going out and just just taking the initiative you know it's at home as well so yeah, I, 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 I just can't really. I don't want to say I can't see us losing, but I mean, a, a draw, a draw at least. Just yeah, just don't, don't lose. <laughs> what do you reckon, Alex? Um, I mean, Middlesbrough have not been on the greatest form. I don't think recently. I think they that might have been their first win in about six or seven games from uh, from memory, um, and they were certainly starting to slide down the table. I would be disappointed if we didn't at least i mean minimum minimum get a draw against them um because i think it's i know this has been said probably five times over the last five games it's probably the biggest game of the season so far uh because you know if we beat middlesbrough the gap is up to what 14 11 i don't i can't remember but the yeah gap, there's lots of other teams very close to them though so yeah it, it just it just knocks middlesbrough out of the race really i think in terms of catching us if we if we make the gap i think it is up to 11 if we beat them um i just don't see them catching us with that kind of gap with the amount of games left um and then all of a sudden you know you're, you're starting to look up the table again you're thinking oh maybe we can get to the top two so 
Uh, cut a long answer short. I will say that we'll beat them um, 2-0. Again, with probably not a great performance potentially, but I think uh, just another three points and you just kind of tick on the board again. It's always going to be a hard match against Middlesbrough and Warnock team, isn't it? Never, ever going to be straightforward. I'm going to go for a win as well, but I want to reference us back to the Maradona goal. Team Max just put a tweet out saying, let me tell you, I've seen Maradona score a few goals like that in training with a laughing emoji. <laughs> so I, think he's, I think he's watching us. Tom McIntyre <laughs> is watching our, watching our podcast, isn't he? Must be. I think he is. Yeah, he knows. He knows. So thanks a lot for listening. We'll be back with a preview show that will be out on Friday with a Middlesbrough fan. And I'll also be talking to some Reading fan as well. He had to choose that one. And we'll be back at the weekend also with a post-match podcast after hopefully another win. So cheers for listening and you us.